It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host again, and always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you guys every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, where I have been alerted that there are some issues once again in trying to find the show which I will now tell you to go check it out on Odyssey, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, all the other avenues apparently should be fine. But for whatever reason, and this has been ongoing for about a month now, things have been fine, I think, with the Lockdown Panthers stream for the last couple weeks, but we did have issues right around the draft and after the draft where Apple was having whatever going on where they're not uploading the show. Now, if you're subscribed to the show, then I think it comes to you. But also, I'm being told it doesn't, so I don't really know. So hopefully, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening on Apple, then I don't know how you did that. Congratulations. If you're not, and you're listening on Spotify, continue to do that. If you're listening on any of the other platforms, then continue to do that until I think things get figured out or just, you know, let that be your routine. On today's show, I think it was actually uh, pretty newsy on Monday, considering where we are in the NFL calendar. OTAs are going on over... Um, at Bank of America Stadium, really, I guess, on Cedar Street or at the bubble and the practice facility. Got our first look at Sam Darnold. Also, some interesting uh, news in terms of another option at left tackle. Training camp, we know where, it's, where that's going to be. Uh, Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. And there was an interesting way that he alerted all of us and why he wants out. What might that mean for the Carolina Panthers and the NFC South heading into the season? But first off, let's go back and talk about, once again, Theodore, Teddy Bridgewater. I'd said a couple weeks ago when Teddy had came out and earlier this month had said on the All Things Covered podcast, criticizing the Panthers' practice habits and even calling out Joe Brady in terms of his growth, saying, quotes, for Joe Brady's growth, I think that organization will have to practice different things in different ways. Like one of the things we didn't do much when I was there, we didn't practice two-minute really, we didn't practice red zone. And as we all know, the Carolina Panthers were dreadful. In red zone situations, only scoring a touchdown 51% of the time, which was good for 28th in the NFL. There's only 32 teams in the league. That's not good. And they were also 0 for 8 in game-winning or game-tying drives back in 2020. So we got into that. I talked about how, all right, it's a fair criticism. I think, if anything, the source, it being Teddy Bridgewater, who has every right to be salty, and he even said, oh, you know, I'm... I could bring up all these things for why it didn't work out, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep it moving, which is funny when he literally laid out all the reasons why it didn't work out and why it wasn't his fault. Now, I have said many times, and this will be our last conversation about this, as long as no one ever asks him about it again, 
Teddy Bridgewater does not deserve all the criticism for the failure last year of the Panthers in two-minute situations in the red zone. That is the youth of the coaching staff with Matt Rule here in the NFL. Obviously, Joe Brady as a first-time play caller. Also, the offensive line was dreadful. But Teddy, absolutely, certain situations were 100% on him. He was asked about all this today by the Panthers media as he was first introduced to the Denver Broncos media as they are going with OTAs also out there in Denver, Colorado, or I guess technically wherever the hell the practice facility is. is not in Denver. It's south of Denver, somewhere outside of Denver. Either way, not important. Jonathan Alexander of the Charlotte Observer, one of the two beat reporters here for the Carolina Panthers, asked Teddy Bridgewater how did he truly feel about Carolina only giving him one year to prove himself. You know, uh, it is what it is, honestly. Uh, I'm in Denver now. I'm excited about my opportunity that I have here. Um, got nothing but respect, you know, for those guys in that locker room, uh, Joe Brady, you know, some of those guys. So, um, you know, I'm excited to be in Denver. I'm looking forward to what's in store for me in Denver. It is what it is. And we've certainly heard that before, a la John Fox here in Carolina. Teddy has moved on to Denver. He's excited about the opportunity, which absolutely should be his answer. Joe Person, also here locally of the Athletic covering the Carolina Panthers, asked Teddy if he felt like he bore too much of the blame for the offense's two-minute end-of-game issues. You know, <laughs> I'm in Denver, man, so... You know, I'm not here to discuss, you know, anything about last year. It's a new season. You know, I said what I said a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, you know, it was taken out of context, thinking that I was talking bad about Joe Brady. And, you know, Joe is my guy, man. He texts after that. He's a South Florida guy. You know, I'm rooting for him. And um, I'm in Denver, though, man. So I, I really don't have to speak much about last year. It's a new year. I'm on a new team. And we have new goals. So I'm looking forward to just – coming together and, and being the best Denver brother that I can be. Of course it was taken out of context. What exactly was taken out of context, Teddy? You mentioned that the Panthers did not practice enough of two-minute in red zone. Two areas where the team mightily struggled in 2020. I never took that necessarily as a bashing of Joe Brady or Matt Rule. If anything, I feel like Teddy Bridgewater probably has more beef with Matt Rule. Joe Brady was his guy. As he said, he's a South Florida guy. It's cool to see Joe grow from getting cursed out by Drew Brees um, in New Orleans to being a play caller in the NFL as an OC in Carolina, entering his second year. I don't think he has any issue with Joe Brady. If there's any issue, it's with Matt Rule. Now, let's go ahead and add the context again as these were Teddy Bridgewater's Full comments on the All Things Covered podcast earlier this month. And then, man, with the the whole deal in Carolina, it is what it is, be man. Uh, I told him, you know, once the season ended, that I wear big boy draws, man, and yeah. you know, I understand the nature of this business, mm-hmm. and it's a performance based business. And you know, yeah, I could sit up here and say, okay, Christian got hurt, or we didn't have this, didn't have that, but that's not me, you know. Right. I look in that mirror and I say, hey, you got to tighten up, you know. So it's, you know, little things, you know, that I could have done better. And, you know, as an organization, it's things that, you know, you can do better as well. But I think, man, I'll just say this for for Joe Brady's growth. I think, man, like that organization, they'll have to like just practice different things, you know, in in, in different ways. Um, 
Like one of the things we didn't do much of when I was there, we didn't practice two minute really. We didn't practice red zone, you know. What? So the most yeah. important what? thing. What? <laughs> That's yeah, what you used to have a whole day, a whole day devoted for two minute yeah. in red zone. That's Thursday right. practice. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I guess the game is becoming about science, you know, and you know. trying to keep guys healthy. So, you know, like, you didn't practice on Fridays there, but you walk what? through like the red, you walk through the red zone stuff, and then Saturday you come out and practice red zone, but you only get like fifteen live reps and guys oh, reps are limited. Yeah, remember. so I mean, you know, that's the that's the unknown, but you know, I'm I'm a pro, man. <laughs> I, I could sit up here and throw all that. Throw all of that out there, but and then well, hey, that won't get me nowhere, man. So I'm, I'm but, hey, appreciative that I had the opportunity. You know, I just keep it moving. I'm in Denver now. Hey. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. So ask again, how exactly were his comments taken out of context? Were they made too big of a deal of? Probably yes. Teddy certainly sounds like a salty, disgruntled quarterback who did not get an opportunity here in Carolina. He did get $33 million out of it, so he should be pretty happy about that. The fact that the Carolina Panthers gave him one of the worst contracts in Carolina Panthers history. I didn't think he was that bad, but he certainly was not worth the money, even though it is kind of the going rate for starting quarterbacks in the NFL, as we're going to see with Sam Darnold next year with $18.8 million. We'll also see how Sam Darnold does here in Carolina. Teddy has every reason to be upset the way things played out. Or he came in with his guy, Joe Brady, thought he'd have an opportunity to be the quarterback for at least two years, maybe three years, just one season. Didn't really seem all that fair to him, considering all the circumstances with no offseason program, at least not the normal offseason program, and all the virtual workouts and everything going on. Then again, it was the same offense that he was running in New Orleans, just part of the reason why it made a lot of sense for the Panthers, at least if they wanted to bring in somebody else uh, to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Did the money make sense? Not necessarily, and as we've seen, it was it the greatest deal the Carolina Panthers have ever signed a player to? Now, there might be worse deals. We'll get into that at some point this offseason. As I said again, last week or whenever it was we talked about this, let's just all move on. I feel like this is the last time I'm ever going to hear about it. Maybe one day there'll be a revenge game with Teddy Bridgewater as the Broncos starting quarterback or if some other team in the NFL wants to give him an opportunity to be starting quarterback and then he can get his revenge against the Carolina Panthers. We can talk about that. But outside of that, like Teddy Bridgewater said, let's keep it moving. And moving to the other part of the offseason, OTAs, we have our third kind of installment. I guess the third part of the process where there's going to be some 7-on-7, some 11-on-11 drills. We're going to see even more of kind of what this depth chart looks like going on. Also, some more news and notes with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Fans, looks like you'll be back in the stands at Bank of America and down in Spartanburg this summer. Going to get to all that in just a moment. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors and occasionally some really awesome limited time flavors? Right now, currently, 
If you love Built Bar and you want some Built Bars, these are the nine flavors that you can check out that are all super delicious. They have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. So you can have cherry, you can have coconut, you can even have coconut almond and then add chocolate on top of that, which might make you think there's no way Built Bars are healthy. Well, you're wrong. Again, they are healthy. Built Bars are fantastic for you. Most of the flavors only include 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. They are awesome, and you should go out there and get them now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So Monday was the first opportunity for us to get a actual look of Sam Darnold in a Carolina Panthers uniform. Well, a practice uniform, but still, we didn't have to see any of the photoshops anymore what Darnold might look like in a Carolina Panthers uniform this fall. I would say the photoshops probably weren't as accurate considering the questions on the offensive line. There probably should have been a little more dirt on a uniform, but hey, maybe not since the Carolina Panthers are going to have an artificial surface that is going to be apparently ready for the first preseason game, according to Tom Glick, the president of the Carolina Panthers, who also had some more news for Panther fans out there at, and for really anyone out there. The Panthers are expected to have 100% capacity this season at Bank of America Stadium. Masks and vaccinations will not be required. So have at it, folks. We are wide open in North Carolina. This is really not a... Um, I don't think there's much news, which be honest with that. Uh, the situation, especially where App State ECU playing football Labor Day weekend on that Thursday night. Then on Saturday, you have the monster game between likely top five teams, Clemson and Georgia, two national title contenders, 730 ABC. I imagine that Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet, David Pollock, Lee Corso, and the gang, Desmond Howard, will all be in Charlotte for college game day and a ton of Clemson fans already in the area and also folks from Georgia coming up to watch that game. So the Carolina Panthers in that stadium, we're going to have 100% capacity, not just for that, but also for the full season. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, had said a couple weeks ago that they were planning on having 100% capacity. Obviously, the NFL can plan whatever the hell they want, but it was up to the local governments and municipalities and their leadership to decide whether that would be possible and as we found out, what, 10 days ago, Governor Roy Cooper of North Carolina said, we're back open, no more mask mandates, 100% capacity at restaurants, and all that kind of stuff. And the few exceptions like government buildings and all that kind of stuff and public transit. But football stadiums, this fall, Carolina Panthers, they're going to be full, which is awesome. Excited to see that. Excited for a lot of fans to be able to get back out there in full capacity. Also... News, training camp is returning to Wofford on July 27th. The Panthers will once again be down there in Spartanburg where it is ungodly hot that time of the year. It's just something about being down in the upstate of South Carolina that just makes it super hot when you're there in training camp for July and August. And I'm personally happy to see that. I always joke about the whole two states, one team thing. I roll my eyes. I'm a Charlotte native, so I'm, just, I'm never going to see this as the team for all of North Carolina, all of South Carolina, like this is Charlotte's team. But still, there's Panther fans all over the globe, all over the Carolinas, 
And absolutely, David Tepper should embrace that. And I like the fact that they have training camp down at Spartanburg, where they've been since the inaugural season, and where I hope they go again next summer until the new practice facility and headquarters in Rock Hill is completed. I just feel like the Panthers should continue that tradition. It's great that after having to be in Cedar Street this past year at the bubble and in Charlotte that they went back to Wofford, back to their roots. And that's a good thing. I think it's cool that David Tepper understands just the ties that they have to Wofford. Now, the tie obviously was former owner Jerry Richardson and the Panthers having that kind of tie for all those years. And now that Richardson gone, you wondered how long they'd be going down there. And there's been questions every year. And obviously, with David Tepper wanting to have modern facilities and never have his team at a disadvantage and fewer NFL teams going to college campuses and going on the road to have training camp, there's the question of how much longer they'd be down there. Well, we know they're going to be there this year. hope to do it next year. It's great for the folks here in Charlotte to be able to go down there and check out the training camp. I think it's also great for the Panther fans in the upstate or anywhere in part of South Carolina or who are in that low, that area that they can drive up and get to see some of their favorite players just for a day and go get some autographs and hang out with them. And I feel like that's all going to be back this year. And I'm very excited. And I think it's also one of those things where, Hey, we talk about hard knocks, hard knocks on the road. You're away from Charlotte. You get to go to Wofford. I think HBO, they want to chill out of Wofford college. I've hung out down there before. It's a nice campus. Super small. I wouldn't want to go to school there. I went and visited, and it was just like, ooh, man, this is smaller than my high school. But a nice place to go. So I hope they keep going back, at least for next season. I think it's really exciting for a lot of people out there. And in terms of OTAs going on, as I said, we saw our first look of Sam Darnold on Monday in a Panthers uniform wearing a number 14. DJ Moore wearing a number two. Good for him. I'm very curious, too, what the kind of money he had to spend to buy out his number 12 inventory. Now, Christian McCaffrey, if he is to move to number five, as he kind of teased on Instagram that he might be thinking about it, Brian Burns also teased that he might be moving to single-digit number nine. That would be cool. McCaffrey, if anyone, has the inventory that's going to cost him a pretty penny. He he definitely has the highest-selling Panthers uniform. I can't imagine anyone else on the team is anywhere near close to where he is. I've also seen the jokes that maybe Christian McCaffrey wanted to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. So he gets number five. Now, from what I've been told, Chris McCaffrey liked Teddy. And, you know, he's going to keep it moving, like Teddy said, and move on and support Sam Darnold, as we've seen throughout this offseason. Now, they've worked out with DJ Moore and Will Greer's been there as well. So that's great. I will be curious if he moves number five, because that should probably cost him a lot of money. And DJ Moore is yet to get paid big time. He has a fifth-year option for next season, going to pay him $11 million. He has not gotten that second contract yet. I was wondering, maybe you just wait a season. You're going to be a Carolina Panther in 2022. What's the rush? Why throw away that money? Instead, he's like, I don't care. I want my number two. And good for him. Have at it. I'm excited to see that. I think AJ Boye also weighing number 24. So the uh, cornerback position continuing to have 24s. As uh, J.C. Horn decided not to have 24, he wanted to have number eight to honor the Black Mamba RIP Kobe Bryant. Dennis Daly, though, I don't think he's changing and the uniform number, <laughs> definitely not the single digits, considering he's an offensive lineman. Joe Person of The Athletic had reported in his kind of OTA primer that Dennis Daly could be an option at left tackle. Dennis Daly is someone I've spoken about more as a guard, as that's where they played him the last couple of seasons when he was drafted out of South Carolina, where he was a left tackle in the SEC, the same conference where his teammate, Greg Little, out of Ole Miss, also played left tackle. So Panthers drafted two left tackles in that draft. And neither one of them have really panned out to be a left tackle. Now, 
Dennis Daly has had better moments so far as a Carolina Panther than Greg Little. We go back to the game in England against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he graded out as the top-rated left tackle in the NFL that week against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that is noticeable considering that was Shaq Barrett's breakout year where he was rushing all over the NFL and getting to the quarterback at will. And previously in that Thursday night game, week two, where the Panthers really found out that Cam Newton was not right at all. And it's the last time we ever saw Cam in a Panthers uniform. He dominated. And to have Dennis Daly go out there and perform as well as he did, also getting a little bit of help from the tight end as well, but still played well, made you think that maybe he might be an answer. So that's another option alongside Trent Scott, who probably is going to be the starter, at least right now, in penciled in. Brady Christensen, who has four position flexibility, according to Matt Rule, and Scott Fitterer. You also have Cam Irving, who has been a a turnstile in Cleveland, Kansas City, and Dallas. He's now here getting $8 million fully guaranteed. And, of course, Greg Little, who I just do not see having any sort of shot at all to be a starting left tackle here in Carolina or even to make the roster. But there are five options instead of the four options that I've been talking about the last couple weeks, as we still hope to find out if the Carolina Panthers have anyone, anyone on his roster that can protect Sam Darnold or whatever quarterback lines back there for the Carolina Panthers for the foreseeable future. Well, for the foreseeable future... I don't think Atlanta's going to have Julio Jones, something we've already known. Julio got a phone call from Shannon Sharp live on Undisputed on Fox Sports 1 on Monday morning, talking about he doesn't think he's going to be a Falcon anymore. What does that mean for the Panthers and the NFC South if Atlanta indeed trades away Julio Jones? I'll get to that in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It was one of the wilder scenes I think we've seen 
on television, I don't know if it's wild, but we are that part of the NFL offseason where people are desperate for content, and myself included. I was very surprised by the amount of newsiness, if that makes, is that a word, newsiness? Amount of newsworthy things that came out with the Carolina Panthers and the NFL on Monday, and there was no bigger news than Julio Jones, NFC South rival, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, getting cold called, we believe, by Shannon Sharp, co-host of Undisputed on FS1, also alongside Skip Bayless, who I do not care for, and I don't think probably many of you guys even care about either, but I like Shannon, I think he's kind of funny. He cold called Julio Jones, stemming from him having a picture this past weekend with a fan out in public where he was wearing a Dallas Cowboys uniform, asking him, does he want to play for the Cowboys? Will he be back in Atlanta? This was the conversation that went on the air. We call? Okay, we are calling. We're calling. calling. Mm. You watching, Julio? I really hope he answers here. Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. (laughs) What's happening? Yeah. All right. Julio. Hold on, hold on. Put you on I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Try to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look. You want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man. Nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out, out of out. there? He's out of there. Are you going to... Ideally, where would you like to go? Uh, right now, I'm just... I want to win. Okay. Yeah. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to... You ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Nah, you already, you already, man, listen, come on, man, you already know I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remind him we're on television? Ask me why we're in the Dallas. Listen, listen, you know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture? Yeah. yeah. You know, stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on there, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was gonna pick up. Oh yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay, I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now he might not yeah. have any choice. <laughs> I told you, my. So Julio's not planning on being back in Atlanta, which is fantastic news for the Carolina Panthers in terms of not having to worry about Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. In Kyle Pitts, that three-headed monster with Matt Ryan. And you can even throw out there Mike Davis, who did yeoman's work last season for the Carolina Panthers, getting 1,000 yards from scrimmage and just being a battering ram for those 13 games that Christian McCaffrey was out and not healthy. Really love what Mike Davis did for the Carolina Panthers last season. Wish him the best in Atlanta outside of the two games, of course, where they played the Carolina Panthers this year. But Julio Jones leaving the division is great for Carolina. New Orleans is already in position with their wide receivers, where it's Michael Thomas, and then kind of like, who else? Marquez Calloway, are they believing in him as being an actual threat? They got rid of both their tight ends in Josh Hill and Jared Cook. So, come on. Then, Traquan Smith? No, I'm not worried about New Orleans when it comes to going up against their weapons. Now, Tampa Bay... Well, they still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They're bringing back Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. O.J. Howard's healthy again. Cameron Brait is the third tight end on that roster. It's just insane what they're bringing back there in Tampa. And it's not even to count Scotty Miller, 
who is a fantastic player. And then the other guy that they tra- they drafted out of uh, Minnesota, Tyler Johnson. So the Bucks are loaded. Now you're only concerned really about Tampa Bay and whether you're going to be able to stop them. And if anything, last year was a great indication that the Panthers probably weren't going to be able to do that. Now bring in Hassan Reddick as another pass rusher. Frankie Lugo is also going to play outside linebacker. That gives him an opportunity to probably get after the passer better. Also, it's always been about getting the inside rush. And is there anyone on that roster that can provide that for the Carolina Panthers? I'm not quite sure so far. Unless Derrick Brown takes that step and plays like he played when he was at Auburn, which led to him being the seventh overall pick by the Carolina Panthers in 2020. Julio Jones leaving would be fantastic. I don't think it really changes anything in the NFC South in terms of where teams stack up. I believe that most folks are going to have, obviously, Tampa Bay as the runaway favorite to win the division after New Orleans has dominated the division the last couple of years. But then Tampa Bay went out there and basically retired Drew Brees in the wild card round, or in the division round, rather, last season in the Superdome, which was just, God, cringeworthy to watch if you're a Drew Brees fan, which I don't think any of you guys are. So it actually was probably more fun to watch Drew Brees fall apart, even though a little bit sad, considering that the guy is actually a pretty good football player and shouldn't have some level of respect in terms of a competition sense. You might not have to like him, but, you know, he was good. That happened. Now, probably Saints are probably the number two team in the division, even though I'm not really in love with Jameis. I think it'll be way better option for them to Taysom Hill. Fingers crossed Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback. Sean Payton can't be that dumb, right? Right? It could open a door. I, I didn't think Atlanta was going to be ahead of Carolina anyway. There's certainly the doors open for the Panthers to be able to in week two, when New Orleans comes to town, to be able to sneak, not even sneak up, to be able to take that one, especially if they want to be in the playoff conversation, take that one and be the number two team in the NFC South. Atlanta without Julio Jones as well. I mean, Atlanta wasn't good last year, and the defense is really the problem. So it kind of prevents them from going out there and potentially scoring 40 points a game, which is the only way they're going to be able to win football games at a high level this year without Julio or with Julio. So it'll make their job harder. They'll also get more cap space, and it actually probably sets them up better for the future to not having aging wide receiver making the kind of money Julio's owed for the next three seasons. So maybe it's better for Atlanta. I think it's better also for the entire division if Julio Jones is no longer an Atlanta Falcon. So I'm going to say thumbs up to that. Even though as a football fan, I kind of wanted to see what it would look like to have Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts, even if it would have meant Instant doom for the Carolina Panthers, who did add some depth at cornerback position. I'm still a little concerned, though, because that would have been a dynamic trio. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with yours truly, Julian Council, hosting. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'm going to need your participation every Friday throughout the offseason for our weekly Friday mailbag, where you can ask me all the questions that you have as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers. And, well, if you have any questions about me, Sure, I'll answer them. Any questions about life? I don't know how much wisdom I can provide. I'll give it a shot. Old college try. Why not? Also, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, where apparently we're having issues again. But still go over there if you can find the page and give me five stars if you would. Anything less, then you're a hater. Um, also, check us out on Spotify, on the Odyssey app, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast from, and wherever the feed's actually working for Lockdown Panthers, since Apple can't get their ish together. I love y'all. Appreciate the support. I will talk to you tomorrow.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.